Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm excited to talk to Mark Waddell about the body in the back garden. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. Happy to be I, here. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed your book very much. It's your debut novel. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. This is this is the first one. Yep. And will this be an ongoing series? That's the hope. Uh, yeah, I am working on the on the second one right now. So the hope is that there will be many more. I hope so too. It's it was so enjoyable. I got to see oh, a, part of, a part of the country or the continent I'm not overly familiar with. the uh, The book takes place on Vancouver Island. Is, is Crescent City is or Crescent Cove? Is that a made up place? It's a fictional place. It's. Yeah. It's uh, situated between two real places, but it is it is fictional. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Well, give give our audience a little sense of what Vancouver Island is like if they've not been there. Sure, it's uh, the most beautiful place in the world. It's uh, so it's it's an island off the west coast of Canada. Uh, lots of people get it confused with the city of Vancouver, which is on the mainland. They're both named after the same uh, 18th century. Uh, explorer, but they are different places. And so Vancouver Island is, uh, it's similar to the Pacific Northwest in terms of its climate. It's covered in lush rainforests and it has a fairly small population, um, but it is it is truly beautiful. Uh, and uh, I mean, you're right. I think lots of people, especially from the US or from outside of Canada have never been, uh, but they should Put it on their list of places to visit, I think. <laughs> well, I will say that, you know, so after such a beautiful description of Vancouver Island, and then you go and put naughty things on Vancouver <laughs> Island. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. At, at least a few murders anyway. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's the wonderful thing about cozy mysteries, right, is they are set in these beautiful places, these, uh, these you know, little villages and towns. Yes. Uh, and yet you're right, terrible things happen. Uh, and that's it makes it makes for a nice juxtaposition. I agree. And I do have a silly question to ask you before we get into the meat of the book. Sure. Are you afraid of becoming Jessica Fletcher? I mean, you know, there you're on a small island. Is anyone going to invite Mark to dinner eventually or not? Uh, I mean, that that is a dream. I would I would I would love that. That would be that is a life goal. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's funny. A friend of mine used to say, "Why would anyone invite her to dinner? You know, someone's going to die." Exactly. Very true. <laughs> but at least at least she would also figure it out. So that's why, right. and it would be yeah. entertaining. So that's that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So you have your main character, Luke, um, comes back to town, so to speak, and um, that's right. Give us a little setup on why Luke comes back to town. Yeah, so Luke is uh, in his sort of early 40s. He's uh, someone who's living in uh, Toronto in the big city. And he comes back to Crescent Cove, a uh, place where he hasn't been in, in, in over 20 years. Um, 
he used to visit every summer to stay with his his aunt Marguerite uh, in her in her seaside cottage, and he has really fond memories of those childhood summers. But he has come back because his aunt has died. She's died tragically in a hit and run accident, uh, and. Despite having not spoken to her for over 20 years, uh, Luke discovers that she has left him her cottage and her business, her her, her uh, antique store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of against his will or against his uh, his wishes, Luke is uh, feels like he has to come back and just sell everything off so that he can go back to his life uh, and forget all about Crescent Cove. So Daisy Simpson, for the listeners, is the local realtor. And I tell you, poor old Daisy got a yo-yo of a, a life in this book. I mean, she was running yeah. hot, then she's running cold. And it was yeah. it was so indicative of a smaller place. So as we talked about earlier, Crescent Cove is a made-up fictional town, but it's a small town which Luke returns to and I grew up in what I've often termed as a village. There were about 400, 425 people. 15 oh, wow. years okay. ago. Yeah. Same thing now, you know, grows a little, decreases a little, but it's about the yeah. same. There is something about a, what I will term here, a village, a cove that is different. So give us an idea of why you wanted something smaller. Yeah. So um, part of it was, so I grew up reading, cozy mysteries watching murder murder she wrote uh there is something about the sort of quintessential small town where uh everybody knows everybody else and that of course can be very stifling and very claustrophobic and and problematic but i i will say after going through the pandemic after moving from the us to to uh to vancouver island in 2021 before i i wrote the book there was something for me really nice about the the idea of being in a small place where people do know you and do care about you. Um, and so when I was coming up with with the idea of this of this little village, yeah, that that just really spoke to me. It it also for me was a chance to um, make the town and the community itself a part of the story, which I think is trickier to do if you're in a bigger city. Uh, or a larger community. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, to me, it just, it felt cozy. It felt comforting. Uh, it felt like the place I would want to live, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I find that the, the idea of living somewhere smaller is always appealing because I grew up that way. It's it's a lot difficult, more difficult to reconcile with. And that was something that I recognized in Luke that I felt like I knew, you know, here he was returning to a place that he'd spent many happy summers, but through circumstance, he didn't spend them as an adult. But he's brought back to a place where he feels, at least his character says, he feels stifled. Yes, right. Yet he meets lots of people from his childhood who now are grown as well. And some of these people really rally around him. How fun was that to write? Yeah, that 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 was really fun. And writing a character who um, 
is so you know there is a lot of me in in Luke and and vice versa um but someone who has sort of lived his whole adult life doing what he thinks he should do wanting what he wa should want you know living in the big exciting city uh having the well-paid job all that all, all that jazz um and then watching him return to a place that he used to love and remember why he used to love it and and a big part of that is the people from that town, right? Um, it is the people from his past uh, that that he gets to uh, to meet again after twenty years, but also people that that are brand new to him, uh, and and sort of being 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 able to to write a character and have us follow a character who really comes to fall back in love with something that he had told himself for a long time he didn't want or shouldn't want that was very very relatable to me and something that i i actually really enjoyed writing as a reader i was i could relate to it very easily myself i you know you re, you remember things as you grow up um but you remember them as a grown-up not as a child you remember the fond memories but what happens through life i find is our adult brain colors the childhood experience and then when you're thrown back into it as an adult, you get a, a chance to be what you want to be. And that to me becomes very free. And, and that, that's what I felt like I saw so much of in Luke. Yes. Yeah. And that, uh, and I think, I mean, I am glad that, that that came through because that was exactly what I, what I, what I was hoping to do is that the person who we meet on that first page is really very different from the person who we, who we say goodbye to at the very end of the book. Uh, and for uh, for me, when I'm as a as a reader, those for me are the most interesting characters, and the ones who I want to come back to are characters who have this sort of narrative arc and who um, that is believable and that is relatable, and that we can say, oh yeah, I, I do see myself in in this person's experience. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Good job. Good job. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so you bring in another character, Jack, who is a First Nations person, and I just fell in love with Jack because Jack too gets a lot of growth. And Jack has been the opposite of Luke. Jack has remained in the Crescent Cove area his entire life, and yet he gets a lot of growth as well. Give us an idea of what Jack is like. Yeah, so Jack uh, is, yeah, uh, he, when we, when we meet him, he's a very sort of stern and of course, very handsome uh, Mountie. He's a, he's a police officer with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And, uh, and he doesn't seem to like Luke very much when we first meet him. And it isn't until later that Luke realizes this is his childhood friend, uh, who when, uh, when, when he would visit during the summers, he became really good friends with this very shy, very awkward boy um, uh, who had giant braces and was very sort of gangly. And they they really came to love each other the way that, that kids do, right? Um, mm -hmm. And, but then, right, Luke, uh, because of some family tension and some, and some homophobia in his family, Luke is effectively sort of estranged from his aunt and from the rest of his family and never comes back to Crescent Cove again, leaving Jack there, uh, waiting for him to come back and having to really 
deal with and suffer from some of the worst parts of living in a small community right mm -hmm. uh so he is his his mother was a, a first nations person uh he himself is gay uh we learned that as a kid, he was very nerdy. He was into comic books and sci-fi and he was treated really badly and he was bullied a lot as, as a child and then as a, as a young adult. And we learned that uh, he went off to become a, a police officer and he comes back and he basically cleans up the town <laughs> and, and helps to turn it into a place where, where kids are not bullied anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, writing his arc and sort of having that be a little bit uh, off screen, but have the the implications of that arc play out in the in the reunion between Jack and Luke and the 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 kindling of something uh, potentially new and maybe romantic. Uh, that was really meaningful for me. Uh, that together. Luke and Jack are these sort of slightly broken people. Uh, and when you put them together, uh, you can see where those broken edges sort of fit fit together. Uh, and and that was really nice for me to, to create that and, and to see that happen. And then we have, of course, Karen thrown in, the little rich boy who comes back yes, to visit. Right. And That's right. Evelyn, and Karen's mother, Evelyn, who is such a matchmaker in this and and yeah. <laughs> may, yes. uh, and an unusual matchmaker i'll say i just thought that that was such a uh, a wonderful addition i mean how nice i mean uh, luke actually has two handsome men to sort That's of right. buy for him or he gets to choose and i i think maybe choose is is not the right way to look at it but he has two potential interests and i right. love i love that dynamic yeah, that I mean, I'll I'll be honest. For me, that was some 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 wish fulfillment. The the idea that two attractive men would be simultaneously vying for my affections, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but someday. Um, but yeah, no, I, writing the Evelyn is a really interesting character. She's the sort of matriarch of this town. She's very rich and very invested in this town, and her son Kieran Wright is incredibly good looking and and rich and charming um and luke who's just coming off of a bad breakup is oh wow there's uh you know there's a scene where they have a very nice dance uh and so yeah kieran was also a really interesting character to write uh, as being quite different from jack uh and and from luke as well we learned that there's some some history between kieran and jack uh that's the sort of hinted at and yeah so it's an it's an interesting triangle uh, which was which was fun to write, yeah. It was fun to read as well. Oh, so. good. good. <laughs> it was. I I really did re uh, recognize so many things um, from being an adult who has returned to my uh, childhood home. Uh, one of my best friends and I still keep in touch, and I try oh, yeah. to hook up with her when I'm home, you know, and yeah. hang out with her. And it is it is just you've certainly captured what it's like to be an adult and to return to something that you have fond memories of from your childhood. So that was a great deal of fun. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. 
And I, so here's the spoiler alert. There will be no spoiler alert. So <laughs> I know who done it, but, but uh, we will not be sharing that. So, cause you know, I love this book and I'm looking forward to the second installment. So no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Can you give us an idea. I mean, I know this one is just out, but will uh, Luke stay in Crescent Cove for book two? Oh yes. So, uh, at the end of, of book one, yeah, we, we I won't spoil it, but there is a sort of decision or kind of fulcrum point where Luke has to sort of decide where he wants to be. Uh, and and we in 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 the next book, we do see his relationship with Jack. Um, there's some twists and turns, and uh, it's it's not all smooth sailing because that's that's boring. Um, but yeah, it, it's also a chance to um, to really delve into the pasts of some of the town's other inhabitants. Uh, and uh, of course, it's not all um, beautiful and perfect and serene. There are lots of dark secrets and, and, uh, and terrible things. So um, it's, been, it's been really fun to write. Uh, I yeah. love that. I love that. And we didn't talk about Juliana, but I, I will say that I, every time she appears, I, there's always something to laugh about because <laughs> yes. I, I know a whole bunch of Julianas and I might be one of those on a rare occasion, but you know, <laughs> it's just like you can't keep your mouth shut or can't keep the secret in. And, and yep. Juliana does a lot of fun things with that. <laughs> she does. And she is in fact central to the next book. So, so you'll get to see a lot, a lot more of her. So I yeah. love that. Mark, do you yeah. have uh, social media or a website you'd like to share? Yes. So my my website is mark markwaddellbooks.com. Uh, and from there, you can find everything. Uh, I'm on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Uh, I'm on I'm on Instagram. All of that you could find through my through my website. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Again, the book is the Body in the Back Garden. It is out now. I highly recommend it. It is such a fun cozy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being with me and hang on for me just a second. Sure. All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com on Twitter at OutWithDan, and on Instagram and Facebook at GoOutWithDan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.